0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is a highly requested episode this time of year. Very highly requested. I can't tell you how many messages I have in my inbox right now with questions on how to navigate the holidays as a blended family. So the holidays are what the most magical time of year, but if you're in a blended family, it's also another reminder that nothing is simple. Everything requires an extra conversation and an extra thought and more planning, and if you're listening to this, chances are you know what I'm talking about. So in this episode, Darren and I are going to share how we handle the holidays in our blended family. And if you're new here, Darren is my husband, and I have three stepkids, ages 18, 16, and 13 from Darren's first marriage, and then together we have our daughter, Reese, who is six. And I will say that Christmas became a lot more complicated for us when we had Reese. It's just a huge balancing act. We don't want my stepkids to feel left out with the things, you know, because of the things that we do with Reese. We don't want her to feel like her life is on hold when they are with her mom. We don't want her to feel like it's unfair because they get presents from their mom too. But then we also don't want them to feel like she gets more and it's not fair. <laughs> it's just all, it's just complicated. And, you know, it goes Back to something Darren has said in a past episode, which is sometimes fair isn't always equal. So there's all that. And then there's also the complications that come with co-parenting around the holidays and just navigating extended family and the schedules and all of that. So, you know, as Stemma Magazine says, even when it's good, it's complicated. So, in this episode, we're going to share how we do Christmas in our family and our mindset around it all. And we're also answering some questions that were submitted on Instagram from you guys. Now, before we get to the episode, I have to ask if you are loving the podcast and haven't already, please take a quick second and head to iTunes and give it a rating and a review. You may not feel like it's a huge deal, but in the podcast world, ratings and reviews are so, so helpful. And if you have someone in your life who you think would enjoy the show, send it to them or share it out on social and be sure to tag me so I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Your support in this community, guys, you blow me away all the time. I cannot thank you enough. All right, let's get to the episode. This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step-parenting experts on all things stepmom life. If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and stepfamily professionals who just get it. Stepma Magazine also has eBooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the X or having an R's baby and more. It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly, reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. Huge thanks to Revival by Martin Co. for supporting this episode. Revival by Martin Co. creates sustainably handcrafted reclaimed wood watches that not only are freaking gorgeous, but are designed with materials to uplift your spirit. Founded by husband and wife duo Dana and Jeff Martin, Revival by Martin Co. is passionate about self-empowerment and empowering women and children all over the world. Not only do I love their watches, but I absolutely love the mission behind it. 25% of proceeds from every watch purchased is donated to WaterAid Canada. WaterAid is an international not-for-profit determined to make clean water, decent toilets, and good hygiene normal for everyone, as it should be. Darren and I both wear our Revival by Martin Co. watches all the time and are always asked where they're from. Darren wears the Ebony Ignite and I am obsessed with my sandalwood Clarity watch. Head to www.revivalbymartinco.com to check them out and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off. That's www.revivalbymartinco.com and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off. All right. Welcome back, Darren. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for doing this. So today we are going to go through and just talk a little bit about how we do Christmas in our blended family. Every year we get questions about how we navigate this. And more and more I'm realizing how much holidays can be a stressor for stepmoms. So obviously there is no, well, not stepmoms, blended families, anyone co-parenting. Everything. Yeah,
1: I think it can be just a stressful time of year.
0: Everything. A well, fun time th- of year, but I think stressful. it's a stressful time of year for a lot of families who are first families, like balancing everything. And then you throw in the complications of blended family life, and it's just a lot. And you need to, I feel like, go in with a plan and have some conversations with your partner about how you're going to have a very merry blended family Christmas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to walk through how we handle Christmas in our blend of family. And then we are going to answer some questions that were submitted on Instagram. So let's just start. How do we even start? So the schedule, how do we do? We have it in your separation agreement or your co-parenting agreement, how we handle Christmas.
1: Yes. And it's been pretty much the same since... I separated. I don't think we've made many changes to it. It's worked out all right.
0: Right. So every other Christmas Eve, the kids are with us from I think 4 PM or whatever the time is on the schedule to
1: three the next day? Christmas Day, Day,
0: yeah. At three. And then they would go to their mom's until boxing day. And there's times outlined and Basically, that holiday schedule trumps the regular schedule. So if they're with their mom for that week, because we do week on week off, then the holiday schedule would trump that. So we get every other Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and then every other New Year's.
1: Yeah. Usually if we get Christmas Eve, uh, she gets New Year's and vice versa. And then when we switch on Christmas Day at three o'clock, we get through till Boxing Day. And if it's her week, they go back after Boxing Day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the next day and we've been pretty flexible I think with that we've had a few issues when she's been away at relatives or where we want to be away at relatives and there's a bit of a distance because we're not in the same town when the switchover happens so we have requested in the past just to be flexible with the schedule and by and large I don't think we've had too many arguments over that
0: yeah but then if there is but an it, argument the, there it is in the schedule. The, right? the schedule
1: trumps it yeah you basically have to have the kids at your house at three o'clock or, or I can't even remember if we yeah, have to drop three. them off. I can't remember though.
0: And all both. of that is outlined mm-hmm. in the agreement. So like the pickup and the drop off and how that schedule works. So yeah, like Darren said, we do try to be flexible if we don't want the kids missing out on anything. But if there is a disagreement, it just defaults to the schedule. So the big question is how do we handle Christmas when, so Santa comes on Christmas morning. And what do we do with Reese? And I think that was a big question we had when we had Reese, which is our quote-unquote ours baby. How are we going to handle Christmas morning? Do we wait for the kids to get here to do Christmas or do we go on with the show? And we go on with the show.
1: Yeah, we do. Santa Claus brought gifts overnight. And so Reese has her Santa Claus moment. The kids have their Santa Claus moment at their mother's. And then in the afternoon, they will get something from you and I.
0: Yeah, so we will do... We just do Christmas morning as we normally would. We do the Santa. We do the same tradition. And then when the kids come, if it's if they're not with us for Christmas morning, then we do the presents we have for them then. Santa does not come to both houses. Right. Right. Never it, has, yeah. Never has. I, to, I know some families do that, and Santa brings something to both houses. But to me, I'm like, well, when you're talking to the friends at school— why does Santa come to two houses for some kids and one house for the other? I, to me, I, Santa comes where?
1: Yeah, the only reason I think that maybe happens is if they have a set schedule where one parent gets Christmas Day, one gets Boxing Day or something like that. I, I haven't heard of that, but there certainly could be circumstances where yeah. the one parent always has Christmas Day. I don't know. I know we've I've talked to a friend that went through a separation. And there was a big issue over... Christmas because of some standing family traditions. And that was a, a real bone of contention for switching.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be hard, especially when you have every single year, you have a tradition on Christmas morning with a certain family. It's it's difficult.
1: Yeah. I think this case, his family, I can't remember this, his or hers always had their Christmas on Christmas day. And then his family had boxing day and it was just the way they did it. It worked out well with their siblings. And so they wanted to keep that schedule going, but it wasn't fair to the one parent parent that would wake up every Christmas day without the kids.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. tough. Yeah. So do how do we keep it fair with the gifts? So this is a big thing. So if Santa comes to our house, Reese will have the Christmas morning and she will have the Santa gifts and all of that. And we really do try to keep in mind that the kids are getting gifts at their mom's house. So Reese will get more gifts from our house than them because they have a whole other Christmas. So we talk about this sometimes. Darren had a really good quote one time. He says, when it comes to these situations, sometimes fair isn't always equal. And we do keep in mind that they're getting stuff at their mom's house. So Reese typically will get some more gifts. When you look at it from the financial perspective, though, because she's younger, they're cheaper gifts anyway. So it's not exact. In terms of money, like we're not like, oh, we spend this much on Reese and this much on the kids, but we do try to keep it fair in terms of their experiences versus hers.
1: Yeah. And I think that's been going on just because we have kids from 18 down to six and the things that an 18 year old wants are more expensive than a six year old. And, and that, you know, same with when we had an eight year old and a 14 year old, there was. Maybe more volume of gifts because of toys versus maybe electronics that a fourteen-year-old wants. So yeah, that's been ongoing. But we do set a budget for Christmas. We typically say, "Hey, this is what we're going to spend." And yeah, um, but again, yes, the other kids get something mm-hmm. from their other family, and Reese doesn't have that. So we, you know, we do maybe give her a little bit more to to offset that mm-hmm. because we know they're getting stuff there. And I mean, you can only you know, we don't want to spoil them either with. Yeah. trying to keep it even over here. Plus they get over there. So it, it's, it's a real fine line, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we were really big at the beginning when we had Reese and we didn't want her to feel like she was getting ripped off or feel like her life had to be put on hold when the kids would go to their moms. We're very conscious about making sure that she gets to do everything that she would get to do if she was in a first family. And it's not like, oh, we have to wait until the kids are here or cause that's just not fair to her. We really, really don't think that's fair.
1: No and we typically go on with the day and then we do something with the kids when they get here or often our Christmas morning when the kids are here is get up and we do gifts and Santa's come and we have hot chocolate and tea and we relax and then we have a big brunch and then you know we get the kids prepared to go to their mother's and that's been kind of the tradition.
0: Yeah and we do that whether they're here or not so yeah. then they come so yeah. it's kind of we switch it um, okay, next question how do we handle f- extended family gatherings? So we don't, Christmas Day, we don't do anything on Christmas Day anymore. We kind of made that rule a few years ago because it was so, so rushed. So typically on Christmas Day, we just hang out around the house. The kids play with their gifts. The kids just do their thing.
1: Yeah, we originally tried to do that, and it was it was difficult because we'd be traveling somewhere, and you'd get up, go to a grandparent or a sibling, and... And then the kids would have to be back to go to their moms or I'd be running to get the kids. And so we've tried to start doing Christmas with extended family on off days or mm-hmm. maybe Boxing Day. Or once we have the kids and we know that we have them all day, Boxing Day, they come you know, later Christmas Day. We've done some Boxing Day events. But yeah, I think with extended family, it gets a little tricky sometimes. We've sometimes just said to people, kids are coming at three o'clock if you want to come. And you know, we might have your dad, or we might see my parents, or Mm -hmm. we have done that in the past too. So we have been a little bit flexible. Typically Christmas morning, we wake up and we don't plan to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. And we've been flexible around my family too. So sometimes the kids don't come to my family thing. It's just in terms of scheduling. The kids are in hockey. My parents are divorced. So we have two Christmases. You know, We've just tried to be super realistic around there's only so much time. And sometimes... You know, we always try to make the family gathering on the day that we have the kids, but it just doesn't always work out.
1: Yeah, and I think we did that more so trying to get the kids to your family stuff when they were younger. Yeah. But now we realize it's so hard to coordinate schedules. Like you said, we've got hockey now, and it's a bigger commitment than it was, say, five years ago. And we've got uh, your family. We have to coordinate other, you know, your, your your sister is married now and and your other sister's living with somebody. And so we have to coordinate around a lot of schedules. So we basically set it up that it works for your family. If the kids can come, they can come. If they can't, you know, it's unfortunate, but we try if we can.
0: We try our best, but it's just, you can only do so much. And this is what makes Christmas so stressful sometimes is trying to coordinate everyone's schedules, especially, like I said, my parents are divorced. And we tried to do joint Christmases with both of them together and, You know, even all these years later, it's still a little uncomfortable. So we're not doing (laughs) that anymore. So it's just, it's just a lot. All right. So let's talk about the conversation with family, my family with presence, because sometimes that's a, that's a tricky one. So when, how do I even say this? What am I even talking about?
1: I think the issue sometimes is if we do and we're having something with your family and, you know, Reese is getting all kinds of gifts and then the other kids are sitting there and they're not really getting anything because they're step grandkids to your and 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 step nieces and nephews to your siblings. That is kind of worrisome for us sometimes. Um, and, and And I think your family's been good. They often will bring something for the kids. And it doesn't have to be spend a huge amount of money, but uh, they brought gift certificates. And I think that's wonderful. The kids appreciate an Apple iTunes card or, yeah, but it is, it's hard because I get it. Everybody's on a budget and all of a sudden you have a bunch of other kids, but it is, we feel awkward and we feel bad for the kids when, you know, Reese is getting stuff from that side of the family and they're not getting anything. But then on the flip side, we also realize they might be, and I don't know. They don't
0: have the same relationship with the kids as they it's really hard because you can't push a relationship on someone you can't push someone to view your my stepchildren as their grandchildren and that's what has been really really difficult and I know a lot of families struggle with that and they don't ever we never ever want the kids to feel left out so I think I was actually proactive on this so I'm saying this I don't want I'm stuttering because it's an awkward conversation but I never want the kids to feel left out. So it was never an issue because I made sure it was never going to be an issue. So when the kids were going to be with us for these family gatherings, I would say to my family and say, hey, the kids are going to be here. Um, And then if they were to ask, what does Reese want for Christmas? I would say, this is what she wants, but I want to make sure, you know, we're getting all the kids something or we're getting none of the kids something, right? We never, mm-hmm. ever want it to be unfair or for the kids to feel like things are unfair at these things. So it was never an issue because I just made sure that our expectations were very, very clear at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. And especially when the kids are younger, I mean, it's it's a big deal to get presents as they get older, maybe not such a, a big deal. I know, you know, as we get older with family, you know, you start to not exchange gifts with siblings and yeah. things change as, as, you know, families get bigger and older. And um, so, but yeah, you were always excellent at that and it didn't lead to anything awkward. I think the kids sometimes were just flattered when, you know, your dad would come around with a little baggie with something for them or your mom. And yeah. it was always really nice and, or, or they weren't here and your your parents were here and leave them something and they'd be, Oh, you know, this is from, from your mom or your dad. And, and they'd be thrilled. So I, I think that was a good way to start it. Mm -hmm. right off the bat. And I think you made sure of that. So
0: yeah. So it hasn't really been an issue. Yeah. It's just, I think a lot of stepmoms struggle because their, their family, like maybe their parents don't always view their stepchildren as grandchildren. And that's where it gets really, really tricky because you can't change the way that someone views a family, right? You can't force certain relationships or different mindsets on what that looks like. And again, it's never really been an issue for us, especially when the kids were young, but I think it's just one of those things that you just have to accept if you're struggling with that and then tell them these are the expectations. Don't get my child something and leave out my stepchildren. It's not fair. And it's just not happening in this family. And just set those boundaries and those expectations and the way they feel about it is not your problem.
1: Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Yeah.
0: Next question. Do we do joint gatherings with the kid's mom? No.
1: I wondered if that would come up cuz it's I wanted to. Some people do and I know we we talked about it one time cuz I think we were it was you know, I think I forget the scenario whether she was waiting around kind of alone or you were worried she was alone on Christmas day by herself and um I I don't know but we actually brought that up but then we we decided it would you know, you can't I don't know. I think it would still be somewhat awkward and if we're at one of those phases where we're not getting along it would be very awkward.
0: Yeah, and so I really thought it would be nice and this big, very merry blended family Christmas and all those things. But I'm so glad that I didn't do that because we were able to create traditions on our own and come up with our own way of doing Christmas. And I think that that's really, really important to come up with your own traditions as a new family. And things change, right? Like when you guys split, your life changed. And I think sometimes... People try to hold on to those traditions for the kids. And it works in a lot of situations. But for me, I'm glad that it just allowed us to make memories as this new subfamily within the larger family, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an excellent point, too, because I think if you, you know, bring that spouse into the Christmas, you know, it, it, you, know you reminisce about past Christmas or the kids want, you remember when we did this, or remember did that. And it can sometimes leave the stepmother feeling out or feeling awkward in our own words. I think that was good that now that I think about it, I think it was excellent that we started some of our own traditions, you know, we'd we'd go to your aunt and uncle's uh, sometimes for um, Christmas Eve. Uh, You know, we would do things here. We'd maybe do Christmas movies. I can remember us, you know, pulling up the laptop so we could see where Santa was and we'd have a little party in the basement. So we started our own traditions or getting up if it was a snowy day and, and doing an activity outside and, those weren't things that we did before and the kids really have loved them and Mm -hmm. think about them and you know it's 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 great so I think that's probably pretty key if you want to start fresh and start with your new spouse is that you you start new traditions and Mm -hmm. do some neat things and change it up a little
0: that doesn't mean that as a stepmom you x the old traditions so if You know, you and the kids do things on Christmas that I don't always, you know, there's certain Christmas movies that you guys have always watched together. And so you guys go down to the basement and you guys do that. Sometimes I join, sometimes I don't. So I think that it's important as a new stepmom to respect the old traditions that they have, but then add the traditions onto it. And slowly as time goes on, you're going to start to create just a whole new way of doing things. But at the very beginning, you don't want the kids to be like, oh my gosh, Christmas is 100% different. So you still have to kind of do some of the things that you they used to do because those are important too.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. If you come in and try and disrupt it and change everything, you And especially if the kids are older and they've done something for years, I I agree with you on that too. And just one of ours, you know, I know you don't love eggnog, but I mean, eggnog is a huge thing for the kids right around Christmas. I hate eggnog. And then you brought in chocolate houses, which we had never done before. And they're now a a tradition. The kids love decorating the chocolate houses. So you do a combination of maybe, yeah, like you said, piggybacking or adding on to to traditions and putting up with traditions that maybe you don't love that are something that... uh, That we've always done.
0: Yeah. I just think the eggnog is so fattening. Oh, Um, Okay. The other thing that just popped into my head is how do we handle teenage, as teenagers get older, they're not as into the family traditions anymore. And this isn't a step parenting thing. This is just a teenage thing. We don't push it. So if you don't want to, you know, we will decorate the chocolate houses and sometimes it's only two kids now who want to do it with us or, you know, even sometimes decorating the Christmas tree, you know. We, if you want to do it, if you want to be part of it, that's awesome. But if you are not into it, that's cool too. Like off you go. You don't, we don't force the kids to, to do things if they don't want it, like pumpkins and like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause there's nothing worse than trying to have a really good time with a kid who does not want to be there. Like it is a nightmare.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that's anything to do with blended families. I think that's just typical and. They get over it. Yeah. We just, we know some of the kids don't like the chocolate houses and some do and. Some like certain Christmas movies or some will come down and watch a little bit and then go back up to the room and do something different on their own. So, yeah, trying to, you know, continue things on that they did when they were eight years old versus when they're 18.
0: You have to respect that they're just (laughs) not there anymore. Okay, so those are kind of all the things that we wanted to share in terms of how we do Christmas and that kind of thing. So. The one thing I do want to reiterate is that you don't have to have Christmas on the actual day. So in December we will have your family's gathering 2 weeks earlier so that the kids could be there. And you know basically December is when we celebrate Christmas. Like our family things are not always on Christmas.
1: Yeah, we we used to try and do it right around Christmas day with my family, but again, even my sister, she likes to wake up in her own house with her kids and do their thing and and my brother-in-law's family, they do something with him. With them and um, yeah, we just we move it so that we can have a great day on a weekend that works for everybody. And you know, it's not that actual day, but we have the celebration, and it's always uh, wonderful.
0: No pressure. Take all the pressure off that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here is some questions submitted on Instagram. So, when you don't have the kids, do you still do Santa? So we answered that we don't do Santa. The kids don't get Santa presents if they aren't here on Christmas Eve. Right,
1: because Santa went to their mom's house.
0: Santa, went we to their still mom.
1: do Santa with, um, with our daughter. So yeah, yeah.
0: Santa yeah. has a lot of things to do on Christmas Eve. He does not have time to stop at two houses, in our opinion. <laughs> How do you handle presents to make sure the kids aren't getting an overload?
1: And you worry about that too, because we we used to sometimes coordinate with their mom over what she's getting or you know we've tried at times to maybe go have on things but it never seems to
0: it's a terrible never idea. seems
1: to work and so we just set a budget we decide this is what we're gonna spend on the kids and that's what they get and if it's santa if they're here for santa sometimes it's a little more that year because we're doing santa and they're not mm-hmm. at their mom so yeah i don't like you know you I don't, don't think we can control does. what she what she does over there. I mean, they get what they get over there, and it's none of our business. Again, we tried earlier on to, to try and coordinate some bigger gifts that were going to be more expensive to go have these, but it just didn't seem to work.
0: Yeah, negative. Do you try and keep the gifts even, or do you spend the same on all the kids? So we kind of touched on that. We try. We, we
1: try. The intention is to try, but then one of the kids – want something really special and if it's a little bit more we're not right on the we we don't say no we can't get it if it's within reason
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think we you know and you know sometimes one of them gets something as one gift and it's a lot more expensive and we sort of look well they only got one gift and the other kids got a bunch of stuff but theirs was the same dollar amount and that's just Mm -hmm. the way it is you know we might top up their stocking a little bit with some but we but,
0: don't do stockings when the kids aren't here on Christmas. So
1: Right, just Reese, Reese has a stocking. It's just when Santa's here that the stocking gets full.
0: Right, yeah. There have been for, a, for a couple whatever. years when the kids only had one gift because they wanted something super expensive. Mm-hmm. And they even would put their, so their grandparents will give them money. And so we've often put,
1: that we combined that
0: gift so that they could get the bigger gift. And that's all they have to open up because it's a super expensive gift. So we don't really worry about the volume either.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Did the bio mom ever come into your house to see the gifts that the kids got when they were younger? No.
1: I no, I don't think she's never come in the house. I'm sure at times they brought their gifts over to her house because they were excited, I can remember. Yeah. And vice versa. You know, that she sent things they come come to our house with some gifts that they got from her.
0: Yeah, sometimes we, we allow that. And I know that's yeah. a struggle with a lot of blended families because they're they don't want to buy something for the kids and then it never ever comes back. That hasn't, well, that has been an issue for us sometimes. Mm -hmm. Things have gone over and then we've never seen them again. But we try to remind the kids and try to kind of stay on top of things. Or on Christmas Day, if they really wanted to bring their gift, Mm -hmm. we would say, okay, but this 100% has to come back. Like, what's your plan for how to make sure this comes back? And things like that. Because you don't want the kids to feel like the gifts aren't theirs.
1: Yeah. But yeah. they are
0: gifts for our house.
1: Well, it's hard when they're so excited and they got it. And then 3 o'clock, they're going to their mom's and they can't play with their gift. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to be reasonable about that. But yeah, make sure you get it back so it ends up at your house. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we aren't, we aren't into the whole, like, come on into our house and like see how things are, right? She has her house. We have our house. We don't... On a few occasions, we've gone in each other's houses for different things, but it's not... It's not an open door policy at all.
1: No, no. Our, our property is ours and hers is hers. And I've heard her talking to them Christmas morning and, you know, what did you get? And they're they're mm-hmm. showing what they got. So, I mean, that's to the extent of showing what they got.
0: Yeah. FaceTime. <laughs> so do you chat with the other house about gifts or not worry if they get the same thing? We don't really care about duplicates.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, we did at the beginning, but um, the kids know. Typically, when the kids say, you know, we'll say, what do you want for Christmas? They'll tell us something and then their mother something different. They don't say, you know, we want uh, uh, a scooter and ask for two scooters. Mm -hmm. Usually, they'll be getting something different from their mom. And I think you can say that to them. You know, you're going to get something at your mom's. You're going to get something here. And, you know, what do you want here? And maybe if they want something else, mom can get that. I don't know. It's... But sometimes, I guess, duplicates aren't bad because if they're going back and forth, they've got it at both houses.
0: Yeah, there's some things that we would really like a duplicate so that it doesn't have to keep going back and forth because that's just a lot of extra back and forth. How did you train your extended family to change their expectation based on custody? So I think they're me talking about, you know, sometimes the kids can't be there or we have an arrangement with the kid's mom and we have a schedule that we need to follow. I think our families have been really good. My parents are divorced, so that's just, we grew up like that. But I think you just have to say, this is how it is. I know a lot of stepmoms or even couples are trying to tiptoe around the feelings of extended family. You need to just say, this is what our schedule is. This is when we are available. And the whole stress on trying to navigate these extended family gatherings, it, it makes it not fun. So you just, I think you just tell them like, this is when we have the kids, this is when we're available and things have changed in our family and we need to, we all need to be flexible if we want to accommodate it and all get together.
1: Yeah, we've struggled to get a date with my family. I remember worrying, you know, we aren't going to get a date because of our schedule and usually you figure it out. I know some families even do after Christmas, just, mm-hmm. you know, get through the busy period in Christmas and then do something later. So I I, I think the whole thing is just being very flexible and And realizing you you can only do so much in so much time. So, again, we've sometimes done, my family, early December, you know, literally a month almost before Christmas. We did December 8th one year. Yeah.
0: How do you handle gift giving? We already bought a PlayStation and she is mad that we got it first. Who cares? You get to give what you want to give and you don't have to have permission from another house I, yeah, I, don't I think
1: I don't know. I don't think so. But the, I've heard of other families where there is a rush to get the gift first to be the get the Xbox or get something that's very popular first. I think a, a number of years ago, we talked about splitting on something and the kids really wanted it. And then uh, I got a text from her. I got them that, you know, and I, and I and I, you know, you feel like, well, we wanted to get that or go have on it. And it was a long time ago, but I do recall having an instance like that where i'm like do we still get one or do we what do we do now so i understand that but
0: because you don't want to lose the surprise like oh well i already got this at mom's yeah i
1: have one of those or you know so that's a real tough one you know depending on on what it is that do they need something different or do they want a different surprise or would they like that at both houses i mean a playstation is something they might want at both houses
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so i don't see why she would be mad i mean she did the the, the other mother or the mother should go and get a PlayStation for her house then.
0: Yeah, I think the you, kids keep, like it. you keep hearing us say, well, we used to worry about that or that used to be a big deal for us. I think you really do need to get to the point where you just don't care about a lot of the little nitpicky things and just look at the big picture. Because it's so easy in a blended family to get caught up in all of the what ifs and all of the keeping it fair and all of the she's doing this. What do we do? And
1: or get competitive. You hear about a big gift that she's gotten. It's like, okay, did we get enough? You know, you feel, wow, they got that over there. Did, did we get enough? And, you know, so we just, you know, the kids never seem to worry about that. We just sort of get them what we think they wanted or what they've, re, you know, asked for. And, yeah. and we go with it. And like I said, I think a lot of times they they give their mother a, a different gift idea if, yeah. if, um, if that's the case. We've surprised them a few times with some bigger things, but... I knew, we knew they would like that.
0: So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and growing up, so from, I think that a lot of parents struggle because they worry that if they don't get the best gift, the kids are not going to like them as much, or that's why there's that competition. I'm going to tell you something. So growing up, my parents, my mom was so good at Christmas. She got the best gifts, the best stockings. My mom killed Christmas every year. My dad was so terrible at Christmas. His (laughs) gifts were very practical, Um, but they were terrible. Um, You know, one year he got us a safe. Each one of us got a safe because he was sick of us saying that we were taking each other's stuff. So he got everyone a safe to lock up their stuff. One year he was sick and tired of us leaving our towels all over the ground. So our Christmas present was literally our own color of towels. So he knew whose towels, like the presents weren't good. He was (laughs) a dad who just didn't really know how to do it. We still loved him. We still loved going there. We still had so much fun. You know, it didn't change the way that we looked at either of our parents. So the cool competition thing I think is really, really important to just let go because there's things that, you know, if you feel like the other parent does a way better Christmas than you, that's cool. Let her have that thing. Like, that's her thing. And there's something that you bring to the table that she doesn't. So the, the competition is just a really big waste of valuable time and energy because- it just, honestly, it doesn't matter. And they're still going to love you because they love their parents.
1: And to the stepmoms out there, it is important to sort of uh, help your husband get the gifts. Because I know I was very fortunate. You you embraced Christmas and you always made sure the kids, you would tell me what you think they wanted or you'd have that discussion. I'd be busy, forget about it. And if it was left up to me, I would have been similar to your dad at the last minute running around trying to think of something practical they needed so I think it's wonderful if you can come in and and at least try to support your husband on that, because I have tried a few times to just go and surprise everyone with little things and I'll bring a bag home of stuff and you'll all kind of look at me like, what is this?
0: (laughs) You're brutal. You're (laughs) not uh, good.
1: And it's just not my thing. And I realize that. So, you know, it's, I try, I think of things and then I forget about it and I always have good intentions. And then it gets to be such a busy time of year. And, Anyway, so I think it's, it's not everybody's thing. So you can't, you know, I can't worry about it too much. If you come up with a great idea, I'm not, it's, it's wonderful. I'm glad you've helped me. And so.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that I've helped you too. And so are the
1: kids.
0: (laughs) So are the kids. And you know, that, that leads into another question we got. Are the kids, are the gifts from both of you or just from dad? So there'll be a gift from Jamie or a gift from dad from day one. It's dad and Jamie. We've always. It's always from both. Yeah. Given a gift from both of us, like everything's from both of us, and uh, we don't we don't do anything separate. Pretty sure the kids know that it's me who gets the gifts. Um, <laughs> they they kind of know that's how how we do things here. But holidays are hard. But I think it's really really important to just focus on things that actually matter. And the earlier you can get a plan in place on how you're going to navigate Christmas, and I'm talking pick up, drop off, who's picking up who. Where is that drop-off taking place? Like get very, very clear on how that is going to work so you don't have any misunderstandings the day of, right? It's about what do you want the kids to remember about their childhood? What do you want them to remember about Christmas? I think it's a rite of passage for kids who are coming from divorced families to be get a little bit better, to have two great Christmases at two different houses. And so don't worry about, keeping it even or what's happening over there. Just do do it how you would do it at your home.
1: And it's probably one of the better times of year to uh, give a little as far as even. I can remember not being thrilled having to run to 40 minutes from here to meet halfway so that the kids could go to her aunt and uncle's Christmas. And I wasn't going to take that away and make her drive, you know, all the way back two hours. You know, it was it was something, and and I know she's done that for us too, heading towards my parents' way and meeting halfway. So, I think it's a great time of year to 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 take the high road and and give a little if if you don't just want the kids to ever feel awkward because you want to take them somewhere and they're afraid of missing something at their mother's or they're afraid of missing something at your place and you just that time of year can be stressful enough as it is to to appease both families. So, I think it's a great time of year to take the high road.
0: Yes. And you don't want the kids to miss out on anything that they would have been able to attend if they didn't have split parents. So if, you know, if you're not doing anything on a weekend and she's asked uh, or he's asked to take the kids because there's, you know, a skating thing or something with their family, be flexible. I really, really struggle when stepmoms and just anyone in a co-parenting relationship will say, well, that's our time with the kids. Nope, that's my time. The kids can't go. It's not your time, it's the kids' time. Like, they are people, they are not timeshares. So you don't want them to miss out on things that they would be able to go to or that they want to be able to go to just because it's your time. So just just really put yourself in the kids' shoes. You don't want them to feel like they can't do something because they have to go spend time with dad or vice versa.
1: Yeah, because, you know, my parents weren't split, but I have awesome memories of Christmas being able to go skating with extended family, different family events. And as a kid, they were certainly probably stressful for my parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents. Uh, but I always remember it as just some of the most wonderful times seeing my cousins and, you know, everybody seemed in good spirits and. You just don't want to take that away from them because you're a divided family. And I would ever hate to have my kids say that, you know, Christmas was stressful or or we didn't enjoy it because of the split because you want that time of year to, you know, that is a a memorable time of year. And, Mm -hmm. And it's a magical time of year
0: for kids. So magical, so magical, so magical, <laughs> so expensive. okay, last question. How would you handle it if your stepchildren don't want to come and spend Christmas with you? They want to spend Christmas with their mom? So they get to the age where they want to just change up that schedule. That's a really hard one. But I will say we did that with my dad. Um, we ended up just having Christmas with Mom and then we would do boxing day. we We ended up creating these traditions. And as we got older, he didn't care because he was saying, you know, Christmas is when I'm with my kids. I don't care if it's in July. He he didn't care about those kind of things. But I think that would hurt our feelings, and we would really struggle with that.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that would be a big struggle if they said, well, we don't want to come at some point. I do believe as they get older and are off to post-secondary school and they're coming back and they have different things going on in their lives, and eventually when they have their own family or a boyfriend or a common-law – we might have to get to a point where we say our Christmas is this day. Hopefully everybody can make it because it may be harder and harder all the time to schedule once they have, but we're a ways away from that. Mm -hmm. But I would still say to the kids, okay, if there's some reason that they want to be at their mom's on Christmas day, something's some sort of thing that they like, or, you know, maybe just her location or a thing that happens with her family that they miss every other year and, You know, I would then just try to be more flexible and say, okay, well, ours is going to be then Boxing Day or Mm -hmm. we're going to do the week before Christmas or we're going to, but I want a day with you, everybody together. I want a family day.
0: Right. I think I'd have a
1: tough time. I think I would insist that, please, you know, this is something that's very important to me and I want to have a family day. So it may not be right on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, but we're going to have a day that is our celebration.
0: Yeah. This isn't just about Christmas either. I think it's important to recognize that as kids get older, they're going to start to have some opinions about how they're doing their life. And it might not always be according to that initial custody agreement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're going to turn 18 or 19 and, you know, come back from wherever they are working or school and, and it's going to be, we'll see them when we can see them and she'll see them when she can see them. And I'm not going to be offended if, they want to stay at her place because there's things going on there, or they 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 want to stay at our place for just one night. Or, you know, I, I've realized that and I'm prepping myself for that because, you know, I'm very sentimental about having the kids around.
0: Yeah. Actually, that just reminded <laughs> me of one last thing I want to cover. A lot of stepmoms will reach out and ask how to support their partner when they're without their kids on Christmas. And that was really hard for you at the very beginning. I remember the first Christmas we were together, you, you know, cried when they left. And it was just a it was you were worried about what Christmas would be like because it was your first time without them all Christmas holidays. And do you have any advice for stepmoms on how to support the partner? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, as as time goes on, you adjust to it. But yeah, I love Christmas. I've always really loved Christmas. I love getting up with the kids. I like watching movies. I, you know, I like going out and playing in the snow or skating or doing something during the day. And so the first Christmas or first couple Christmases, you'd have this wonderful moment, and then all of a sudden they'd be packing up and leaving, and and now I just would be beside myself, missing, you know, that we don't have the rest of the day and. I think it was great because you didn't realize how sad I was till the, I think the one day when I finally just kind of broke down and said, I really miss them. We just had so much fun and I hate, and I've had that, you know, with a week holidays in the summer where I just Mm -hmm. get sad when they leave. And I think it's just good to recognize that. And I think you've been good at, you know what, when the kids leave, we're going to do this, you know, we're going to go and do this, or we're going to cook a nice dinner, or we've got so-and-so coming, my sister's going to come over. So now I think what you did with me is you sort of said, okay, once you realized how sad I could get, you would say, you would almost plan something after they leave. So I had that to look forward to. It wasn't like, okay, all of a sudden the house is quiet and we're just going to, you know, you'd say, hey, we're going to cuddle up and we're going to watch a movie or, you know, let's do this or we're having this over. Let's cook a really nice dinner or, you know, you, I think you kind of would plan something for us almost. Yeah. So I think that's a big support is realized that that's going to be tough. Um, You know, I, it was more when they left, when we had them first, I think when they were coming, I had the anticipation of them coming. But again, you supported me in that, you know, we're going to do this on Christmas Eve because we don't have the kids or we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that was where you were a big support is planning stuff to keep my mind off of just the empty house and the kids aren't here.
0: And just a thing that I want to say to partners who maybe are listening to this or maybe your uh, your wife has had you listen to this. If you are really struggling on Christmas without your kids, try not to just mope around and try not to just kind of shut it down. because. This is a really good opportunity for you guys to connect together and to create memories together. And I know it's really easy to just get caught up in all the things that you're missing out on and all the changes in your life and how much you miss your kids. But it's not actually fair to her either to have to sit around and just feel like life stops when the kids leave. So I know so many stepmoms struggle with that. I get messages all the time. So just try to push through. And then the other thing for the stepmoms, if your partner is sad when the kids leave, that doesn't mean he's not or he or she is not excited to spend time with you. And I know it's really easy to take that personally and when they're upset to so be like, well, aren't you excited for alone time?" And I think you have to separate them. Does that make sense, Darren? Can yeah, you maybe yeah. chime in on that? Yeah,
1: no, I I Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. It's just the the, you know, the kids are leaving, but it's not that it makes any time different between you and I or or the three of us. Mm-hmm. It's just you know i wanted everybody together it's but you know yeah you have to try to um not just sit around and think about the negative of it just okay and like that like i said now it doesn't Upset me anymore because usually you and I have something or a tradition that we're going to do
0: when
1: when when the kids leave. You know, we cook a nice dinner or we we've got something going on usually.
0: Yeah, it's a time thing. It really is a time thing. As time goes on, you will create your own traditions. You will find your groove, and a lot of the stressors that you have at the very beginning, you just won't give a crap about anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. Hopefully, Mm
0: -hmm. so try not to give a crap about them anymore.
1: (laughs) It's it's easier to say now that we've been through it to, to tell you because no one really told us, but you do. It does get better. If If you're new to this, it does get better.
0: It does get better. Mm -hmm. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Darren.
1: Good. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh,
0: my gosh. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Christmas songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He sings a lot, too. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.